Welcome to the American Truck Driver Podcast, episode 15. It's been a while. I need to get back on the horse here. Uh, I'm going to talk about electronic logs here for a minute. It seems to be about the hottest topic next to speed limiters. Uh, and, and what we're going to be dealing with as this mandate gets closer. Uh, you may be curious. At some point, I'll talk about what the last six or eight months have been like since I haven't been recording. But I'll save that for another show. So let's talk about e-logs for a minute. Uh, I have been on an e-log now since January of 2011. I have been driving as though I were on an e-log since November of 2006. I'll explain that more in a minute. You know, I see a lot of people that uh, are, are trying to figure out what they're going to do uh, when this mandate comes down. You know, oh, I'm going to buy a pre-2000 truck. Well, you know what? If you want a pre-2000 truck, uh, and that's what will best serve your operation, then go get one. I'd, I'd love to have a 96 to 99 model 379 or a W9 or an FLD Freightliner, uh, even an old International, uh, just good old solid trucks. But please, for the love of all that's good and kind, don't buy one thinking you're going to get out of running an e-log. Because you're not. We are dealing with an issue here that has us so distracted that we're, we're so focused on the wrong thing that we can't see what the real problem is. Now, I'm leased to Landstar. So, uh, since January of 2014, all new BCOs get an e-log. You don't get an option. You, you come to orientation, they hand you a box with an e-log in it, you put it in your truck, and you go haul freight. And I'm sure that there's a lot of guys, I, I think I read somewhere the other day, there's still a couple thousand that don't have them, that are running paper logs. And I'm going to go ahead and assume that when the mandate comes down, Landstar's going to hand you a, an ELD and say, here you go. And there's probably a bunch that are going to quit and go somewhere else. And, you know, hey, I, you got to do what you got to do. We're, we're just, we're focused on the wrong thing. Okay? Now, Back in 2006, when I went to work for Schneider, they had already started putting drivers on an electronic clock. We, we had to place the basic plain Jane Qualcomm. And when you started moving for the day, the computer started counting. And when you got close to your 14 hours, it would start telling you to find a place to shut down so you wouldn't be in violation. So I was pretty much already programmed by the time I left Schneider in 2008 to work within my 14-hour clock and make sure my logs matched what I did because they were checking. So when I moved to Anderson Trucking Service in January of 2011 and they had e-logs, I didn't have to reprogram. I'd already taught myself how to operate legally under the law. Now, in 08 and 09, I worked for a very small carrier that used paper logs, but they watched us. They, they checked our fuel receipts. They checked our toll times. And, and I got hauled into the office a couple of times, and the boss just looked at me and said, you're going to have to understand the world you now live in. He said, I, I'm, I'm running a company here of 28 trucks, but if one of you guys screw up and you have an accident and your log is found to be out of compliance or that you falsified your logs, we're all done. Nobody's got a job. We're over. And so I took that to heart. 
and matter of fact, we had a guy was one of our oldest drivers driving one of our oldest trucks got hit head on by a drunk in Indiana guy drove part time and he gets hit head on by a drunk and you know fortunately he had kept his log clean because the guy that hit him died and see therein lies the real problem so you think that today in 2017 that you're running your paper log and you can do whatever you want to do however you want to do it and, and do it outside the, the hours of service, and you think you're somehow protected. Well, you're not. You're living in a dream world. You're being tracked by your phone. You're being tracked by your electronic devices. You're being tracked by your truck. You're being tracked by Easy Pass and your pre-pass and your freight bills and your communications. You live in a connected world. We've been being tracked for a very long time. And so we've got to understand that we work in an industry that has a giant target on its back. We, we've got these safety advocates, these psychopaths running these outfits like Road Safe America and Truck Safety Coalition, Parents Against Tired Truckers, that only exist to justify their own existence. So they can't wait for the next time we're involved in an accident, and it doesn't have to be our fault because they're going to put it up. You know how the news is going to do it. Truck you know, hits family of five. And see, that's the thing. You can be driving along, minding your own business, and a minivan driven by a person that's drunk, high, eating a cheeseburger, having sex and texting, lose control of their vehicle, come across the median, hit you head on, kill everybody in the van, but when your logbook's found to be out of compliance, it's your fault. And now you're going to jail. And now everything you've ever had and ever hoped to have is gone forever. The problem is not the ELD. The problem is the hours of service. The ELD, as long as we're going to work under these arcane, ridiculous, inefficient, ludicrous rules, we need the ELD. My ELD is my kryptonite. It's my first line of defense because it's, it's without reproach. They can't touch me. Every time in the last six years that I've contacted the DOT, they see that sticker on the side of my truck, this driver's using electronic locks. See you, good day. Have a nice day, driver. I've only got the rubber glove one time. 2012 in New York. Every other time, walk around inspection, check my paperwork, check my lights, check my license, send me on down the road. And that's rare. That's maybe once a year, maybe. But they look at that ELD and they know they've got nothing to work with. I've had a couple of them. You know, they'll t touch the screen and go down through there. But the, there's nothing to see. There's nothing to see. You know, I've seen these posts on social media. Uh, you know, everybody's, we're all going to buy old trucks. And, oh, we got to turn trucks up to 85 mile an hour. And we're going to have to speed. And we're just going to have to be unsafe. And we're going to have to just break all these rules and laws just to make any money. Well, that's a bunch of crap. That's a bunch of unfounded garbage. I went back through my records to 2011. And the first time that I tested an e-log, I tested my fleet manager too. I sat in Austin and I delivered down there on June 23rd of 2011. And visited an old friend from high school, hung out for a day or so. And I got a load out of Dallas, Louisville, Texas, that picked up on Sunday, June 26, 2011, going to Yucca Valley, California. 
I'd only been working with this fleet manager for about six months, and I had home time scheduled for July 3rd in West Virginia. But, you know, it's 4th of July if I'm late, whatever. So I told my wife, I said, well, I'm going to test this old boy and see what he does because, you know, I told him I need to be home in a week. So I grabbed this load out of Louisville, Texas, and it goes to Yucca Valley, California, which I think was like 1,300 miles. On Google, yeah, 1,360 miles. And I deliver that load on the 28th of June. And the same day, I load 104 miles away in City of Industry, California, going to Johnston, Iowa. Uh, that was 1,671 miles. I delivered that load on July 1st. Did a drop and hook there and went over to Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and picked up another load. And I pulled into West Virginia. The load out of Cedar Rapids was going to Harrisonburg, Virginia. So I took it through the house. I pulled in West Virginia on July 3rd, seven days later, 4,165 miles. Now, that's Google. I remember it be 42 and some change. So, you know, by the time I drove around places, <clears throat> it was just a little bit more than 4,200 miles in seven days, and I did it on an e-log. Please stop. Please stop telling me you can't run any miles, you can't make any money with an e-log, because it's just not true. Now, do you have to plan? Yeah. Yeah, you have to plan. You have to have a plan and a backup plan and a backup plan to your backup plan. It's called trip planning. It's called being organized. It's called being responsible for yourself and having some kind of plan as to what you're doing. Now, of course, we know in the trucking industry, your plans get changed easily, quickly. You know, wrecks happen. You, you get stuck places. And, 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 yes, it happens. But in six years now of being on an e-log, I think maybe, you know, because everybody loves to say Oh, well, I'm not going to have that thing shut me down 30 minutes from the house. You know, that, that might have happened to me twice. Uh, the one, the clearest time that I can remember when I lived in Columbus, Ohio, it shut me down on 71, just north of Columbus. But I was going to get home at 1130 at night anyway, and the wife and kids were going to be asleep. So I just pulled in the truck stop, went to bed, took my 10-hour break, and rolled on in. Uh, I didn't lose anything. Does the e-log put pressure on me? Indirectly, but it's not the log. It's the rules. These rules are stupid. We're operating in the year 2017 in a 24-7, 365, world connected like it's never been connected before, and we're using rules from 1935. We're driving trucks that are so far advanced and so more comfortable. Even this ragged, loud, rough-riding Freightliner that I'm running around in is so far and away better than the truck I drove in 1997 when I started. I mean, imagine what truck drivers had to deal with in the 30s and 40s when these laws, when these rules were written. It's laughable. We're not talking about the hours of service. We're talking about the stupid e-log. Stop being distracted by stuff that doesn't matter. You know, since I came back out on the road in December, end of December, I've run like a wild man. I've run harder than I ever have. I've done. I've had at least two 4,000-mile weeks this year, I, and I nearly every week has been 3,000. I even had a week here three or four weeks ago where I did 3,000 miles from Sunday night to Saturday morning, 
One of those loads was a 13-stop load that went all around Baltimore, D.C., and out onto the Delmarva Peninsula. And then I deadheaded 500-some miles home when I was done. Made a pile of money that week. And I still had like eight hours left on my clock when I got home. And that 13-stop load started in a snowstorm with eight inches of snow where I had to put chains on just to get out of the parking lot and across the mountain down to 81 in Pennsylvania. It took me three and a half hours to go 11 miles. So please, please stop. We've got to stop pretending like a paper log is a good thing. It's not. It's a terrible, terrible thing. I, I My Qualcomm went down, malfunctioned in 2012 when I was with HES, and I had to run a paper log for three days, and it was, God almighty, it was horrible. I put the carbon paper in upside down, and then I, you know, I, I forget to do what I was doing and write the stupid line and doing the recap. And I mean, it, it, it wasted so much of my time dealing with that stupid logbook. And now with this one, I shove it in gear and take off. It puts me on the drive line. I get where I'm going. I put myself on duty or off duty or whatever I'm doing. And then I shove her in gear and take off again. We've got to address the problem. We, we live and operate in a system run by thieves and idiots. And we elected them. It's our fault. We did this. Okay? And you've got to understand, uh, I'm not the guy that is going to tell you, well, get in line, citizen. You know, you got to do what's right. That's what the law says. I'm an anarchist. I, I couldn't give a rip what the government thinks. Because I'm not safe because the government tells me to, and they've got all their all their little stupid laws and regulations, and if I just follow them, everything will be okay. That's not why I'm safe. I'm safe because it's in my best interest to be safe. My profit motive depends on me being safe. My ability to make a profit depends on me taking care of my truck and not crashing it and not hurting anyone. That's what makes me safe. An arbitrary set of rules written up by a bunch of clueless psychopaths that only care about more power doesn't have anything to do with safety. It's about control. So I'm not giving up my e-log, as, as long as I have to uh, operate under this archaic, ridiculous system, I've got to have it. I've got to have it as, as, as at least some, some line of defense against the enforcement. So can we please just stop with all the drama and, and the, the hand-wringing over the mandate? Of, of course I think it's dumb, but, you know, I should be able to work 12 hours a day. You know what? If you'll just give me 12 hours a day, I'll do your 14-hour rule. I'll even do your stupid 30-minute break. I mean, what, 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 a, what a just stupid, incredibly dumb idea. Probably the dumbest thing the federal government's come up with since Social Security. But whatever. You give me 12 hours a day, I'll do your stupid, I'll do two 30-minute breaks. I'll do your 14-hour clock. I'll do your 30-minute break. Just the 70 hours in eight days is just beyond stupid. I live in a truck. I carry a bed with me everywhere I go. This this ridiculous idea that, you know, oh, well, I've reached my 70 hours in eight days, so now I've got to sit in a truck stop and stare out my windshield for 34 hours and then restart myself. But, see, we're so distracted, we can't even have the conversations that we need to be having with people because we've got the safety advocates over on one hand that just, just make stuff up. I mean, just completely out of thin air. 
you know, uh, what, what's their late? Oh, a driver could run 82 hours in it. Yes, that's mathematically possible. Uh, it's practically impossible. It can't be done. Because in order, and here's your response. If you ever hear someone say this stupid line about because, you know, because of the restart rules that, that were rolled back on the 34-hour restart and all the safety advocates have all got, the, all got their shorts tied up in a wad because the driver can work more than 82 hours in a week. Well, here's your response. In order for that to work, a driver has to drive 11, sleep 10, drive 11, sleep 10, drive 11, sleep 10. Drive. They don't stop to eat. They don't stop to get fuel. They don't stop to get loaded. They don't do anything except drive and sleep for seven days. But if you've, if you've got to stop to get fuel, if you've got to stop to eat a cheeseburger, if you've got to stop and hit a dock, their math goes completely out the window because it is not possible. Yet... They continue to propagate it over and over and over and over again. They'll continue to say it over and over. And instead of being able to intelligently respond to them and tell people, no, well, see, yeah, I know what they're saying, but see, if you look here, let me write this down on a piece of paper, and I can show you that what they're saying is not even possible. But no, we're too distracted talking about, we're gonna, I'm going to go buy an old truck, so I don't have to do any law. Stop. Please stop. So... I'm going to deal with speed limiters on the next episode. Um, you know, send me an email. Get at me on Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Um, Facebook.com slash Driver, Twitter.com slash TruckinZar, T-R-U-C-K-I-N-C-Z-A-R, AnAmericanTruckDriver at gmail.com. Uh, I mean, we, you know, uh, we can talk about it, but e-logs are not the problem. They're a symptom of a bigger greater problem let's let's address that